and welcome to Devil's Advocate. I'm Ben, and this is Sean. Hello. Uh, today, we're going to talk about the absolute debacle that is the... Um, 20 years. The 20-year war in Afghanistan and its subsequent coming to an end and absolute shambles that it has become. Yeah. Um, it's a big topic. Uh, we're going to try and do our best. We're going to try not to be a comedy podcast like we usually are. Well, we'll probably get some laughs out of it somewhere. Yeah. But, you know, we're not laughing at the victims. That's always the important thing to remember. Just the incompetence of the West. Yeah, basically. We're a joke. <laughs> oh, it's not even that. It's just just bad. It's just bad. It's bad yeah. planning. Anyway, so in 2001, we... Yeah. Um, we're going to try and be informative as well, yes. aren't we? <laughs> in 2001, obviously, 9-11 happened. And 9-11 yep. changed everything. Yep. Uh, as a result of that... Tell them that story about when it happened... <laughs> oh, you did last time. <laughs> you and you thought you were going to get called up for war. Oh yeah, I genuinely thought that was World War Three, man. Yeah, I was you, like, you're like, oh shit. I was, I was 18 and I was at work and I was sitting there and I was like, a plane has crashed into the World Trade Center towers, but we don't know if it's an accident or not. And I'm like, well, it could be an accident. These yeah. things happen, you know. <laughs> Sometimes. Uh, uh, oh no, a, a B fifty, a B oh twenty five, B twenty four bomber crashed into the Empire State Building in World War Two. All right, you know, it was foggy. You didn't see it. It was foggy. Yeah. I mean, obviously, technology's improved since then, but you never know. You know, you pilot could have, could have been pilot suicide. You've no idea. Sadly, yeah. it was pilot suicide, but it had a very different motive. Yeah. Um, and then the second one hit, and I was like, and I'm like, this isn't an accident. And I was like, oh, shit. This is World War Three, and I'm going to get called up. Yeah. Not good. Nah. But I didn't. No. But I did go and join the Army Reserve on my own back. Yeah. Which is something. Just in case. Just in case. They were like, you, you were like, just in case they need a hero. Well, everyone needs a hero. This idea, I need a hero. Playing in the background, you're like, sign me up. Well, I was having visions of like granddad fighting in the Second World War. And you remember the tales that? he was telling me about how he... that story about the spade. And you're like, I want to kill someone with a spade. Yeah, how he took a German skull down to the collarbone with a, with his shovel. Yeah. You're like, man, I want to do that. Yeah. Well, I didn't. <laughs> I wasn't thinking, wow, I want to do that. I was thinking... Can I do that? <laughs> Maybe. I suppose you, if it depends you on You were it. thinking, I want to do that. <laughs> See, I wanted to go into battle with a sword. I don't think that any officer... I think that every, like, every officer is improperly dressed unless like he carries a sword. Like that one guy that ran on the beaches with a sword. Oh, Mad Jack Church. Yeah. He was fucking phenomenal. <laughs> and his, and his bag, personal bagpiper playing beside yeah, him. Yeah. <laughs> as he storms the beaches of Normandy. Also, the, the only man in that war to kill a German with a longbow. Wow. For old time's sake. Got to be done, isn't it? Pretty fucking Imagine battle. being that guy in the background <laughs> playing the bagpipes. Yeah, he didn't even have a weapon. And he survived. Have you seen the photos? No. I've oh, not there's seen pictures it. of him literally coming ashore on D-Day. He's got a claymore in hand and his bagpipers behind him. He hasn't <laughs> even got a gun. That's awesome. Anyway, so I genuinely thought I was going to get caught up, but obviously I didn't. Now, with a couple of weeks of 9 11 happening, um, we didn't sort of mass troops to go in as the Taliban thought we were going to. And I remember reading an article at the time um, from the Taliban. It was obviously in the sun. But wow, it, back when you read newspapers? Yeah. yeah <laughs> back, well, back when the sun was being left on the table in the yeah. canteen. I was like, and the Taliban said, You get 100,000 blokes and come in and meet us on the ground. And I thought, Well, that's fair enough, isn't it? Yeah. You know, one big battle and let's sort this out. Yeah. And we'd have probably won because the West was technology superior. Yeah, let's get it done. As it happened, that didn't happen. No. And we sent in teams of special forces. So the Americans sent in Delta and the SEALs. And they've got so many. But we sent in the SAS and the SBS. 
And I don't know why they send in the SBS in a landlocked country, but, you know, whatever. Special <laughs> boat squadron. Just in case. They've been trained a lot more along SAS lines nowadays, yeah. but they're not interchangeable. Well, they just sat in the corner just in a little bit of war. Like, they were, like, just on a lake. <laughs> <laughs> just going around in circles, yeah. like, what? shooting occasionally. And the, the guy's like, excuse me, sir, when are we going to get the call again? <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just sit and wait, but it's been two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> we're running low on food. <laughs> Um, we sent those, and that was the idea: was we were going to take out sort of Taliban um, HQs and leadership, and basically weaken them before we sent in the main force. But we still never committed. Both the Brits and the Americans never committed the kind of forces that we did for the invasion of Iraq, because Iraq had oil, lots and lots of oil. Actually, Afghanistan's very mineral and very oil rich. Oh, I bet we stole all that too. Yeah, um, there was a talk of there was a four hundred trillion dollar mountain in Afghanistan. Wow, just full of minerals and shit that could be extracted. Did we get it? I'd imagine so. Wow, um, I'd imagine we pretty much took everything we could, hollow it out. And of course, it's a vital route for pipelines, oil pipelines, things yeah. like that. It's a strategic place, Afghanistan. It's also the death of. Uh, it has become the graveyard of many an empire. Yeah, the Brits had a go at invading it back in the Victorian era and got beaten back. Which no one seems to hold it for long, do they? No, um, the Afghans are known as being very fearsome fires through history, and I think they've kind of proved that again. But it's just their sheer fucking tenacity. Yeah, I mean, they beat the Soviets at their peak. They've managed to outlast the Americans and the Brits, and well, NATO. Let's call it NATO because yeah. it is it is NATO. So we went in the Brits in the end. I can talk more about the British Army than the Americans, but we had Helmand Province. That was our turf. It was a lot of where the opium was being grown. Yeah. And we had 10,000 troops in there, plus air assets and artillery. And we put up a pretty good fight for 10 years. We cleared them out the area. We lost about 450-odd soldiers, which is still too far too high a price to pay. for what. And if I was one of the guys who lost a mate, yeah. This week, I would be absolutely fucking fuming. Well, that's not even including the ones that came home missing a leg or an arm. Exactly. If, I, if I'd have come home wounded or with PTSD or my mates had been blown up in front of me by an IED. A lot of guys came back missing limbs. Yeah, a lot of I, them IEDs were, were nasty things. Yep. Um, and we were, and I don't want to bet the American army, but the British army was not equipped to deal with that at the start. We were still driving around in lightly armored Land Rovers and our body armor was shite. So uh, we were losing a lot of guys at the start. Eventually that leveled out. We took I bet them. it still wasn't as bad as the Stormtrooper armor though. Oh God, well, that I don't know. terrible. I always remember the first bit of body armor I got issued with and it was just a hard plastic shell. That's all the uh, Stormtrooper armor is though. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Did they give you stormtrooper armor? <laughs> you just run around like, ah! Sadly, not. That it was camouflage. That would have been awesome, though, wouldn't it? No, it, uh, the white armor would have made me stick out very much. You could have camouflaged it yourself, sprayed it green. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And I sort of, I remember saying to the, the guy who gave me this, the, the quartermaster sergeant, I was like, hey, uh, what's this actually going to do then? He's like, and I just sort of tapped it, and it just a clunk, clunk. There's no steel and there's no steel plates. Modern body armor has like steel plates and Kevlar. This was just like a hard plastic shell. It was like a corset. Yeah. It was like this is the world. This is the world's smallest piece of body armor for the world's largest soldier. <laughs> it was like fuck because you can't have sides showing. You can't, oh, okay. They've got to be sealed tight at the yeah. sides because there was a, an Iraqi sniper who figured that out that the Americans weren't doing that and he trained himself to aim for the gaps. Oh wow. Yeah. 
Yeah, I remember this story. You told me what what the armor does keeps yeah. you it keeps you all in. Yeah, stops your guts from spilling out. Yeah, so it did absolutely nothing to protect you from bullets or shrapnel, yeah. but it kept you together. Yeah, long enough for someone to try and stitch you up. <laughs> yeah, but if an IED goes off and flips your lander over and losing you lose your legs, then it's not going to do any good at all. Not really. Um, even groin protectors weren't included. Nowadays they are. Wow. Because if a you know a mortar goes off thirty meters away, you're probably dead. A mortar goes off ten. Sorry, I got that the wrong way around. If a mortar goes off like fifteen meters away, you're mm. dead. Yeah. If it goes off thirty meters away, you've probably lost your nuts. Wow. Because the shrapnel obviously Guess comes. The, uh, the government doesn't care about your nuts. No, so a lot of blokes uh, when I made sperm donations before they went. Remember that next time you sign up. Yeah, donate sperm. Yeah. Free some of your little soldiers before you go and be a soldier. Or just don't give the government your nuts. Yeah, basically. I, I remember this one guy in my old unit had a, had bought this very expensive bit of Kevlar, like a cod piece, <laughs> and it got passed around. And most of the guys who went out, uh, they would buy it. Yeah. It was like a constantly being bought and sold. Wow. If someone was going to Iraq, then they'd be like, "How much for that cod piece?" And I'm like, 100 quid, all right. I bought it for 100, you can have it for 100, all right. Yeah. It was just going around. I, was like, I hope they're washing that in between. I bet they don't. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so we took the Taliban on for the best part of, of 20 years. Yeah. And now we've decided, the Brits had already, we'd already withdrawn. Yeah. We'd gone, we'd gone a couple of years ago now. Yeah. Because we'd like, well, we've done our bit, we're going to hand it over to the Americans. Yeah. It is your show now. And then they all started growing the opium and the poppies again. Mm. And also the heroin. Afghanistan is responsible for 80% of the world's heroin. Oh, wow. Yeah. So the Taliban are going to be making bank then? Well, they've said, because when they when they were in power, they tried to cut it out. Okay. They, they weren't happy with the fact that they were growing all this heroin because obviously they're religious people. Mm. And I suppose that's not good. Neither is murder, but they still do it. Yeah, but then again, that's religious murder, so it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you're imaginary, I don't think that if you're imaginary friends, that it's all right, then it's okay. <laughs> I don't think he does. I think I think they just make that up. Well, yeah. See, I, what I don't get about the Taliban is like we want to we want a Sharia law state, and it's like, well, okay. I mean, Pakistan is kind of Sharia law. It's a little bit more liberal, but you can still get stoned. You can still get executed if you badmouth Allah. Yeah, you know. So it's like, uh, you know, they want this strict thing where you can be beheaded and stoned and, and anything, really. Mm. And you're like, oh, man, why do you want to live like that? Why do you live in the Middle Ages for? Does seem strange. Um, but so the bits are gone. And the Americans had, had said, OK, well, 9-11, we're going to leave. 20 years, America's longest ever war. We're going to get out. Now, the deal was originally negotiated by by the Trump, mm. by Donnie. Yeah. Um, and he'd, deal. he'd set this up that we're going to release prisoners, uh, 5,000 prisoners of the most dangerous sort, uh, before the Americans had left, which I don't think is a very good idea, but I can't... Uh, he did write the art of the deal. He did? <laughs> this, this wasn't a good deal. That part of the deal wasn't a good deal. That anyway. part of the deal wasn't a good deal. But the idea was that the Taliban would kind of be integrated into the government, they'd have a bit of a say, and it'll be sort of a coalition kind of thing and a bit of a democracy and no doubt we get a McDonald's over there. You know that no two countries are McDonald's that. that for each other. He I, told me that. That's I fantastic. That, yeah. I love that. Yeah, it's awesome. So it's just like the, the, the heat. Why don't we just give them a Mackey's? I know, yeah. It'll solve It'll solve everything. They can have Mackey's. Got beef. Yeah, they can eat beef, can't they? Yeah. Yeah. This is kind of the bacon stuff. Oh, oh there we go. Just no bacon double cheeseburgers. You're oh, laughing. Oh, man, but they're delicious. They are, but, you know, 
Yeah, they wouldn't eat them. Yeah, that's true. But they are delicious. Though. They are delicious. I do love a bacon double cheeseburger. Yeah. Oh, anyway, make um, me hungry now. I know I haven't eaten for ages. <laughs> so this is the deal is, and the Americans start with drawing and handing things over yeah. to the Afghan Afghan National Army, the ANA. Who well, appar apparently Obama had been trying to do this. Like what Trump had finished off was what Obama was trying to start. He wanted yeah. to pull out. Yeah, he, he was. He wanted to yeah. pull out by nine nine eleven. He wanted it, whatever year it was. He wanted to pull out by nine eleven. Obviously, the date having massive significance. Yeah, so he he wanted to do that for the eight years he was in, but he, he could never get a peace deal. Well, I think what it was is the situation was when Obama. We're talking four years ago. Let's say eight. Okay. We, yeah. So Obama comes in. He's like, I'm going to get everyone out. And he just tries it in his first four years and can't do it. So let's say eight years. Yeah. Actually, let's say 12 years. Yeah. Well, he was in for eight, wasn't he? So two yeah. terms. Yeah. yeah. He couldn't do it during the whole eight. I mean, it took Trump three years to do it. That's it. So it took, so, a, took a long time to get this peace deal. But they, these things are always going through the back channels, aren't yeah. they? You know, they send ambassadors to negotiate. And yeah. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Although it was a bad deal in terms of giving them these soldiers, you have to release prisoners of war as part of a peace deal. You do. I mean, the Brits did it with the Northern Ireland when we had the Good yeah. Friday Agreement. We had to release yeah. X amount of, of, of IRA prisoners from jail. And I suspect that's why Obama never really managed to finish the peace deal because he didn't. We didn't know whether or not he'd be able to hold the line if he let all these guys go. Well, that's it. And remember, the, the thing is, though, American troop numbers during Obama's were at the highest. In Afghanistan, so you think he'd be confident? So that probably would have been the best time to do it. Yeah, but, we, but the idea is that when you come in, you you train these guys, the ANA, we'll call them, the Afghan National Army, yeah. to fight. Now, I've been watching a few videos that were sent to me and. By by former um, people I used to know in the, in the in the in the reserve unit and stuff I'd forgotten about actually, and it was one of them was um, a British Ar British Army patrol in patrol in the Helmand province with um, some Afghan National Army allies mm. like a couple of couple of squads, and they've been advanced to contact with the Taliban most of the day, which is where you you come you advance until you make contact and then you drive the enemy back and then you advance again you drive the enemy back. Thing is, the, the the problem with Afghanistan is 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 incredibly hot. Hmm. Incredible. You're talking fifty degrees in the heat of the day. Definitely, yeah. Easy. That's degrees C, which is what the British measure it in Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit you're probably looking about 150, higher. something nah, it's like not that. that high, I don't it's, think. it's pretty hot anyway. Yeah. Hundred. We've just both shown we don't know how to convert to Fahrenheit. We never had to use it. Yeah. Never <laughs> had to use it. Um, but degrees C, centigrade, yeah. fifty in the heat of the day. And the Brits are sort of parched, and the water's getting low, and we're like, we've got to sort of pull back now because we, we need to resupply and we need to pull back to base because by the time we get back, it's going to be dark, and we don't want to be out here in the dark. Yeah, it's not nice. I was in Egypt one one year, and it was like fifty four. Yeah, and you can't move. It's so hot. So imagine doing well. You don't no. need to kind of imagine because you've worn the gear, but imagine it yeah. in, in extreme heat. Thirty pounds a kit. Plus your ammunition. Yeah. It's, it's Water, you don't even, you don't even want to move when you're shirt. That's helmet. Yeah. You know, you are in your body armor is literally all enclosing. It's like wearing a corset. And then it feels like it's stuck to you because you're sweating so badly. Yeah. They did at least change the uniforms to have like thinner shirts. That's good. <laughs> Something. That's good at least. We did, we did learn a lot. Um, because we were woefully ill prepared at the start. Yeah, but people pass now because some of their uniforms are thick. Yeah. Um, and you know, she's like, Hey, it'd be all right, desert uniform, be fine. <laughs> it's, it's the right color, we just change the color, be fine. Nah, anyway, so they, they stop for a break, and the Brits post sentries. 
and all the Afghans just go into this little courtyard and just start smoking hash and opium. Mm. And they're off their tits. Jeez. And the and then oh, you'd hear some you hear some gunfire in the distance. And one of these one of these ANA guys just walks out, starts popping rounds off into the air randomly in, in a vague direction. Jeez. And the Brits are like, "What's he shooting at?" Yeah. And the captain's there, and he's like, "What?" Same question with the captain. What's he shooting at? He's like, um, "We don't know." Yeah. yeah, we're running low on ammunition, are you? And he's just messing about. And he's, these guys are just dicking about, and a lot of them had no spine, they had no desire to fight, and they'd just rather get high. And I think that's shown hmm. by the majority of them just sort of surrendering in a week. Hmm. I mean... Yeah, I, I don't know, to be fair, because, I mean, a lot of these guys are now getting beheaded. Surely they yeah. must have known. Oh, no, no. There was some very competent Afghan soldiers. Yeah, surely there was also a lot of incompetent. A lot of incompetent ones who didn't want to be there. They didn't yeah. want to be trained. They didn't see it as their problem. I'm sure a lot of them fought really hard, though, because no one wants to get beheaded. No. <laughs> I mean, I, I, it was um, one of the military sites I follow on Facebook, um, Funker 530. Mm did a video of this because the Taliban filmed it where these 30 ANA commandos were holed up. They'd been surrounded. They ran out of ammunition. And these guys are supposed to be the best the ANA had to offer. They surrendered and then got executed. Jeez. It's not worth surrendering, is it's it? It's not really? worth surrendering. You might as well just fucking bayonet charge them. Yeah. Then again, the... Uh, guy out swinging at that point. Yeah. You might as well because you know you're going to get shot. I'd rather... Yeah, I'd rather die, die on my feet than die on my knees. They're going to put you on your knees and cut your head off. Yeah, so that's like a very brief background. But what the thing is, let's, let's move forward now. Hmm. It's been a sh- I mean, bad intelligence. Let's start with that. Yeah. I well, mean, really, to be fair, the with the deal thing that that like carried on, didn't it? It didn't end with Trump. It carried on into Biden's administration. Yeah. Well, they've signed up to it, haven't they? Yeah. Well, he, he wanted to he wanted to finish off what what Obama started with the. Um, with the leaving at 9-11. That was his plan yeah, all along. It. So the fact that they knew there was a kind of an end date to America's occupation is given, encouraged them to push forwards over these past few weeks. Of course. And obviously when you spend 20 years and trillions of dollars training an army, yeah, you think it'd stand longer than a week. Yeah. Well, we don't know how long they've been fighting for. We just know that in a week, many of the major cities fell. Yeah. They could have been taking land and, and villages for, for months, to be fair. I mean, Biden's been in charge for almost a year now. And his administration said, it won't fall. Don't worry about it. It, it literally fell within, well, all the major cities fell within a week. Yeah. Which is, I'll give the Taliban their due, pretty fucking impressive. Because it took the Germans six weeks to capture Paris. Yeah. In the Second World War. So to capture all the major cities in your country in a week, that's some good going. Yeah. But they've been fighting for 20 years, and before that they were fighting the Russians. They, the guys who were fighting the Russians are now the generals. Yeah. I mean, they know what they're doing. They, you know, and, and they weren't a match for the, any Western army on the ground because we had artillery and air support. Yeah. And the Afghan national... I, I, in the ANA's defence, they were still relying heavily on American air support yeah. for engagements. And when that went, they were kind of left in the lurch a little bit. Yeah. Well, it wasn't just that, was it? I mean, as soon as Biden started pulling out all of these um, soldiers, he was just leaving the camps empty. Yeah. Yeah. Of men, but leaving leaving the camps tooled up to fuck. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, <laughs> I watched a great. I watched a video today, actually, on uh, you know because obviously Afghanistan's 
that war on terror has been heavily fought by private military contractors. Yeah, yeah they left all the top of the range guns, yeah. all the top of range vehicles. Showed you the, the PMC um, armory. Yeah. And it was just stuff full. Just yeah. All these Fight, weapons just there. Fighter planes. Who leaves fighter planes behind? Well, yeah, them things are worth like 50 million a pop. Yeah. Why? Why? The Humvees, they yeah. have the Black Hawk helicopters. Yeah. I mean, is there, is there some, I mean, you can't rule out that they were sabotaged deliberately. Like, yeah. So what you do in that scenario is you take the same part yeah. of every single plane so they can't use the others for spares. Yeah, but the rumours going around is there's loads of fighter planes they've got hold of. Yeah, but it's still, you've got, it takes years to train people to use that stuff. It, yeah, it does. It does. But why was so many left behind? Why was well, so many, like, modern weapons, like, advanced weapons just left, vehicles left behind? No, I don't want to draw too many comparisons. It's almost like they left them on purpose. <laughs> Maybe. I don't want to draw too many comparisons to Vietnam, but when they were doing the evacuation from Saigon, they were using the helicopters to take people from the embassy onto aircraft carriers. Yeah, I saw that picture. It looks exactly um, the it same. Did, but when the helicopters were landing on the aircraft carriers going back, to make room, they were just tipping the helicopters into the sea. Wow. To make room on the deck. Jeez. So it's exactly the same scenario. Yeah. You know, all that military just, hardware that's cost just billions. Fly, fly the planes back home, though. Well, yeah. Or to a ship. Why did they leave it behind? Uh, but that's what baffles me. I know everything happened very quickly, but you don't leave million-dollar planes behind. Well, you're not going to leave, like, air, air bases just undefended, are you? Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, man. We've got but they did, though. They left that yeah. air base. What was that called again? Oh, God. Um, yeah, the one in the hills. It was, yeah. it was in the mountains outside of Kabul. It was, like, the most secure American air base there was. Yeah, and they, and left, they left that one first and... Yeah. Now we're taking people out of, is it the Kabul? It's just an airport. The main it's airport, not, It's not a yeah. military base, is it? The it's Taliban just are currently occupying. And well, they're hanging around the outside. Yeah. And it's like we're kind of at this kind of lock where they won't make a move if we don't make a move, and they're just going to wait for us to leave. From what I saw today, the Taliban have said, we won't attack until the day after 9-11. Yeah. You've got till then to get yeah, as many people out as you can. But there's like 40,000 Americans in Taliban. Yeah. In, in Taliban, Afghanistan. Yeah, there is, and they all, and and you know that's that includes Afghans who helped NATO, the translators. No, there's like eighty five thousand of those. Oh Jesus! Yeah, you know um, the British ambassador's actually still on the tarmac. Wow, he's he's processing people personally along with wow. his staff, trying to get that, them out. That's brave, that is. You know, okay, he has got six hundred paratroopers in front of him, and the still, British paras you do not fuck with. Yeah, even the Taliban found that out. Still brave, though, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, it's very brave because he could come under fire at any moment. I mean, it only takes one mortar shell until the... Yeah, it does. You know, if the Taliban really wanted to play dirty, they'd start shelling yeah. the airfield, which means that the heavy transports wouldn't be able to land. If they'd have kept that uh, if they'd have kept that airport, they could have got everyone out of Kabul and started... Uh, everyone all over the country and started flying them out. Yeah, yeah. And they could have held that because it was a military base. Well, it was the most secure base. It was set in the mountains. Yeah. Yeah, obviously not all of the blame can fall on Biden, but he's no. got these generals that, are, that he's handpicked and they're making these stupid decisions like abandoning a heavily fortified base yeah. that you can literally use as an airport to escape. It does depend on how long the runway was at that base, and I didn't find that out. No, I didn't. Because either. obviously you've got to have a long runway to... Well, I suppose you've got to have a long runway to operate fast jets, haven't you? So mm -hmm. let's presume it could take the, the C-130 transports, which, by the way, them pilots have been doing so. a great job. You'd imagine. So being a military base yeah. that's used for that, it probably... Yeah. 
I mean, it did, I mean, what did one take off with the other day? I mean, a C-130 is meant to take... It's like the one that had like 850 people on. Yeah, they're, 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 the usual load capacity is 100 paratroopers and their kit, and they managed to get 800 people on one. 850, I think. They were crammed in, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is incredible. I mean, it shows that the uh, the pilot's skill is for yeah. a start. Yeah. I mean, I do... And, of course, the, the thing is, the people are trying to break through the barricades. They don't want to live under Taliban rule. No, people are falling from the planes, trying yeah. to hold on to the wheels because they want to get Of course, out. when the wheels retract, they fall off. Yeah, that's how desperate they are. Yeah. People are dying. And it is, it's absolutely tragic to see. It's heartbreaking. And it's yeah. 20 years, 20 years yeah. we have been there, and we've just left it a complete fucking mess. It's like Vietnam all over again. Yeah, all There's, these soldiers that fought are gutted. Yeah. There is no exit strategy, and you have to have an exit strategy. You can't just leave them to their own devices. Oh, we've been here 20 years. You'll be fine. I Give them a McDonald's. I did <laughs> I did read this one thing that this um, soldier put online, though, and it was shared. And they said we didn't, because everyone, like a load of, obviously, people are getting upset and soldiers are getting upset about, you know, what was this all for? And he's saying... We didn't fight for freedom. Obviously, getting Afghanistan freedom is important, but we didn't fight for freedom. We fought there so that we didn't have to fight them here. Yeah, you stop know. terror attacks, yeah, stop, stop another 9-11. So the, the West could be peaceful, and me and you don't have to worry about being blown up on our way to work or whatever. Yeah. You know, they, they, they did that for us so that we didn't have to deal with it here. You know, we've barely had any terrorist attacks in the past 20 years. 7-7. Seven, seven. Huh? We have the two bombings, seven seven. Yeah, but it's not a lot, is it? Actually, you know, they were homegrown. So we could it's... we could have one a week now, for all we know. Well, yeah. I mean, the intelligence services are really going to have to up their game now, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. Because I... now, you know, if they've got planes, they can fly people anywhere. Yeah, you've got to learn to fly them, man. Posts. You know, they can now they're some... landlocked. Travel uh, across country. Well, yeah. I mean, thing is, you can. Yeah, who's to say that? All these refugees that we are processing aren't Taliban infiltrators. That's always a risk you're going to run. I mean, when they get to Britain, I'd imagine they're going to be severely background checked. But I think we're sort of more, we're taking the people who helped us. Yeah, we, we, we the first people we're trying to get were um, the translators. And yeah. People who worked alongside Guides, British forces. Yeah, yeah. Which, you know, is fair enough because they're going to be the first ones to get shot. Yeah. Well, literally, apparently, the Taliban have been walking around knocking on people's doors. And if they know you're an interpreter or anything else, you work for the Americans, the English, they're basically saying, we'll see you in September and then walking off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's basically them saying, once the Americans and the English are completely gone, all the troops are out, we're going to come and cut your head off. Yeah. But some people, they're not even waiting, you know, they're hanging people in the streets, apparently. Yeah. I mean, there was that, well, there was an anecdote that you sent me today. It was a guy. Had, Which we can't prove. We can't prove it, but. But we would imagine it's probably true. You know, knowing the Taliban's brutality for people. Um, yeah, it was a soldier, wasn't it? He was a colonel, wasn't it? Yeah, he was his friend high. was an interpreter or something. Oh, you want about the other guy? Yeah, the, the one who he had his... No, no, he had his... They basically had a, DO, a Department of Defence ID and they burned it into his chest. Yeah, yeah. And then cut his arms off and yeah. then gave his 10-year-old daughter to a, a Taliban general. Yeah. Um, how true that is, you don't know, but you think, well, I could probably believe, I believe it. it. Yeah. It's I not mean, really a time when people lie, is it, about those yeah, kind of but things? But then again, it also remember misinformation, no, misinformation, and nothing gets people's attention like horror. Yeah. And it, it, all the news companies are trying to do is get our attention. Yeah. So they're going to make up some. If they have to, they'll make up some horrible, horrible things. Yeah. More ratings equals more money. That is sadly the world we live in. It's true. Um, and also, I want to say, you know, while I'm always thankful for anybody in the military. 
the biggest lie you'll ever be told on joining the military is you're going to do it for your country, and it isn't. Yeah, you're doing it for somebody's profit. Yeah, and I mean, a guy, I've, I've got a book upstairs by a guy called Major General Smedley Butler. He won the Medal of Honor twice. Yeah, um, at the turn of the 20th century, it's called "War Is a Racket." So this, this tried to get me to read that a couple of times. Yeah, this phenomenon is not new, and nowadays it's just more corporatized and bastardized, and there's less care for the troops because yeah. you're sending. My opinion is if you're going to send troops into combat, they have to have the right kit. And when they do come back and they're wounded, they need to be looked after. But yeah, they're not. They're not being looked after. It's a huge scandal in Britain. Yeah. Shocking. Um, so where, where, where should we end? Where do we want to go up to next? Opinions, I think. Opinions. It's complete fucking farce. Yeah. Absolutely complete farce. The intelligence services dropped the ball. The people on the ground, the generals, if yeah. they are even on the ground, someone's got to be on the ground, well, I guess, no, has dropped the ball. Yeah. And as soon as the Taliban start taking towns back, it should have been, we need some soldiers because yeah. they're winning. Yeah. And we've just basically abandoned it. It's going to turn into the fucking Wild West. It is, yeah. And it's. A, I actually feel very sorry for the women of Afghanistan. Yeah. <laughs> who have, And remember... We've been there 20 years. Well, apparently a woman got killed the other day because she wasn't wearing a burqa. Yeah. We've so, been there 20 years. Yeah. There's people in, Tal- in Afghanistan who have never known the Taliban in charge. They're used yeah. to they're used to having the Western perks. Yeah, they've, they've felt what it's like to live in the West they, a little bit. Yeah, they, they haven't got to wear a burqa. And now they've got to, and now they've got to basically conform. You know, some Afghan women who've been educated at university have now got a, a basically just destroying their certificates because a woman can't have an education in the Taliban rule. Can't leave home without a man. Can't leave home without a man. There's a Taliban, there's a, a female mayor in Afghanistan. She was the first. She's basically come out and said, I'm just waiting for them to come and kill me now. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be the Wild West. Yeah. And the Taliban are going around collecting up all the arms as they can yeah. to stop people resisting. But I will guarantee you there's weapons caches hidden everywhere in that country that were put there by people who are now dead. Yeah. And the locals might know where they are, though. Well, I can see... I, I don't think they're going to have it all their own way. I do think there might be some kind of resistance to them. Oh, yeah, there definitely will be. Well, it's like I sent you that video earlier. They've got all of the software. What was that? The biometric database. Yeah, yeah. So all the people who worked for the US government, obviously, fingerprints, DNA, kind of yeah. taken, put on this database. They've got that now. All they need to do is knock on your door, say, give me your finger, scan your finger. Take, cut your finger off. Yeah, and then they know whether if you helped America or England, and then they just kill you. That, that's literally that's all they need to do. Yep. They, they, they can literally work out who, who betrayed them, essentially. So for all that, we want to be a peaceful and be acknowledged by the world, and all is forgiven. It's a total lie. Yeah. It's of course it is. old face lie. But you know what the worst of it is? Like Islam in the Middle Ages, which is what the Taliban wanted to sort of take the country back to, mm. was like known for, for, was leading the world in science, the Islamic world, yeah. back in the Middle Ages. We were, the West, and when we launched the Crusades, we were fucking barbarians compared to those guys. They invented mathematics. Yeah. They, science, they were, they were leading the world in it. So for them to just want to regress to being this primitive... Yeah. Place with a okay, you've got electricity. I don't I you know, but you know, it's, you got a few mod cons, but I honestly don't why would you think, want to go back to that? I honestly don't think that the Taliban are Muslims. I honestly think they're they're just an extremist cult. Yeah, loosely just, based on Islam. Yeah, yeah. So like we worship a, the same God, but this is our take on Yeah, they're just a cult. They are a cult. A death cult. Yeah, that's all they are. They they 
like you said, they, they basically believe the bare bones of it. And then the rest of it is just, I mean, there's a Taliban leader that apparently has been in hiding for 10 years. Have you seen that? Yeah. And yeah. He's coming back and he'll probably be in charge. He's, he's their guy. He's their he was cult. living in a luxury hotel. Yeah, he's their guy. He's their cult leader. He's, he's the guy they worship. They how, don't worship Allah. They worship him. How can you say, I want this society Yeah, and then bugger off and live in a luxury hotel for the last, I mean, he was, he's in prison for a bit. Yeah. And then he was let out, and then he sort of went off to live in this luxury hotel. You know, well, how can he? How would you, you go from that to that? Because he's it's in, all hypocrisy. He's powerful, and it's all but all religion is fucking hypocrisy. But I mean, it's just it's going to be a fucking nightmare. And um, what are we going to do about it? What we're not, we haven't been provoked. We've pulled out. What can we do? You know what I would do? This is my own personal opinion. I'd get everyone on board. I get NATO. I get the Russians. I get yeah. fucking everybody. Right, we're just going to go in there and stomp them. Yeah. No, because you can't win a war. This is my own opinion. I'm not a general. I don't think the Russians I'm not would an help. armchair general. I don't think the Russians would help. They would if you said you can have some uh, oil pipeline rights. Yeah, true. Um, you can't win a war against an ideology unless you're prepared to kill everybody who believes in that ideology. Mm-hmm. That is the problem. What's it say on my own, Sean? Yeah, ideas are bulletproof. The idea, the ideology being the Taliban. Yes, and all of their beliefs. That will be it, and that is the only way you're going to win that war. Yeah, and you are. can't. And that's what they're a cult. That's yeah. what they are. And the West went in there. NATO went in there, thinking we're going to fight this the way we would fight any other war. We're going to have the rules of war. We're going to follow the Geneva Convention. They weren't following it. Yeah. And I'm not saying we should be just butchering people, yeah. but you just go. Do you want to surrender? Mm. No. Okay. Yeah, I agree with you. I literally, my my whole opinion on this is I, I, I completely agree with you that the um, intelligence was terrible. You know, the generals were awful. But my attitude has been, who is the commander in chief? Exactly. He's got to, Biden yeah. has to take the fall. Uh, yeah. Not the fall. He chooses the, book stops the, with yeah. him. He chooses the generals. He chooses the intelligence system. He chooses all the people that work for that system. And he basically has final say on everything. And he's just massively dropped the ball. Say what you want about Trump. Obviously, you know I like Trump. But he would have drone striked the fuck out of them before they got anywhere near Kabul. I think they were worried to do it while Trump was in because they knew. I mean, I'll give Trump his due. He got North they were Korea scared shut up. They, they were scared of him. You know, yeah, it wasn't a great deal. This is the only reason why he failed. He was so certain he would get in again. Yeah. He didn't worry about what, um, in terms of foreign sort of... Um, Foreign policy. Policy, that's it. He didn't He didn't think, what happens if he got a leader that was weak with foreign policy? Yeah. And Biden, it would say what you want about Biden, you like him, you don't like him. He is weak on foreign policy. No, leaders don't take him seriously. Russia thinks he's a joke. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So, basically, uh, he would he would have drone-striked them if they would have came anywhere near Kabul. He would have drone-striked the fuck but he just them. he just redeployed the troops. Yeah. They could be there in 24 hours. I think he would have drone-striked them. I don't... I don't cause, he, he 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 doesn't care. He doesn't care whether or not he has to kill a few people to take out the bad guy. He would have gladly killed a few innocent to take out the bad guys. The problem is, you still got to have troops on the ground to provide the intel to give you the targets. No, I thought like thousands of them all moving like literally towards the city. Oh, but you want to take out the leadership, don't you? No, you want to just blow them all up. <laughs> yeah. Just literally, just yes. But if you can dropping be- bombs the whole way across. <laughs> but if you can behead the snake, yeah. You haven't got to worry about it too much, have you? Take out the top guys. The rest of the guys, how good are they? 
yeah, and eventually they're... you just end up with worse and worse people in charge until you can quite comfortably beat them. Yeah, that's that's all good and well, but they've done that before over and over again, and new heads appear, so just blow them all up all at once before they <laughs> take the city. It is, it's madness. I mean, we're well, the Brits are like, oh, well, you know, we've made a right mess of this, and to be fair, we we left a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, we, we because were like, America gave us the indication they had it. Obama yeah. was like, yeah, this is a done deal. This is fine. We're going to work, work towards peace. I'm, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and blame Biden or Trump or, or, I think, or Obama or Bush. I'm going to blame them all equally. I wouldn't blame them equally. I think that um, most of the blame, about 70% of the blame is Biden's. Yeah, but I can also, I can go, okay, well, Bush should have, okay, we're going into this. Mm-hmm. What's our exit strategy going to be? Yeah. But when Obama comes in, he's yeah. like, "Is that exit strategy going to work?" Yeah. And then Trump goes like, "I've got this deal. We've, mm. It's all good. It's all good. We're going to release these guys now." That didn't work out so well. Release them after we've gone. It worked out fine for him. It didn't it. work out well for Biden. <laughs> it didn't work out well for Afghanistan either. Yeah. And now we're stuck. Well, with yeah, this. because nothing happened really until Biden took over. Yeah. So it, they were like, like I said, they were afraid of him. They didn't really make much of a move. And then Biden got in. They were like, "That guy's a pussy. He's not going to do anything." It didn't, what What happened? You know, with Trump, they're like, "My, look at that tan." They were just afraid he would just blow them up because he blew up that Iranian general and thought oh, yeah. he didn't. He didn't miss a single wink of sleep that night. And they were like, "Wow, if he can take that guy out while he's going to meet, what was it?" He was going to. He meet... was just on the way, just driving down the road. No, he was, he was, he was being... on his way to meet a president. I think it was like the president of Pakistan, or was it, it was Iran. Iraq, or it was Iran. No, he he was. He was Iranian. Was he in Iraq? He was an Iranian general because the he Iranian... was an Iranian general. But I thought he was going to meet a president from a foreign country. I don't know. Either way, I just like saying the Iranian. I think it might have been Iraq. I'm not sure. I'm a energy dad. I'll fact check that. <laughs> But yeah, if he can blow him up, he can take out anyone. Yeah, and, so, I mean, and that scared them. That shook them. You do have to wonder, like you know, that kind of really did uh, stop terror for a while, didn't it? When he took that guy yeah. out. Say what you want about his policies at home. In terms of foreign policies, we didn't have any terrorist attacks for four years, mm. did we? <laughs> no, that's true. Everyone, he he towed the just line. Just domestic there. terror attacks. Yeah, no, basically, <laughs> just frigging people beating each other up over politics. Isn't that crazy, isn't it? When we're not getting attacked by someone else, we attack ourselves. Nothing unifies like a war. Yeah, think inwardly about what I just said then. <laughs> Nothing unifies like a war. Yeah, as soon as we're left in peace, we all start attacking each other because our politics don't quite align. I th- But yeah, going back to what I said, I think that yes, they all did have a part to play. Trump's biggest mistake was thinking he'd get in and he'd be able to keep them at bay for another four years, whereas he didn't. And Biden is far too weak to hold the, the peace deal he created. I mean, so, the fact is, Biden's on holiday. Yeah. So Obama, Obama didn't do it. Even, even Boris has recalled Parliament. Yeah. Bush didn't really have a choice. He had to go in. Yeah, I, I always so, agree with that. But if you're going to go in, you've got to work out how you're going to get out. Yeah, I blame him the least for going in, but also he is a bit of a war criminal. And to be fair, actually, I would argue the war in Afghanistan was a little bit more legit because it was proved that they had terrorist training camps. Bin Laden yeah. was thought to be in the chem- in the mountains. Yeah. So I'd probably blame him the least. I'd say, I'd say he'd ha- he had to go in. He didn't really have a choice after a 9-11. But at the same time, he is a bit of a war criminal. He did some dodgy yeah. things, to be fair. But um, 
yeah, Biden for me is, is the biggest to blame. I mean, he was not, you're not even a year into your presidency. In and your, you're doing a Vietnam evacuation. You, yeah, basically. you undid 20 years worth of hard work for, for like thousands and thousands of shot soldiers. And a lot of them didn't come back. And now his attitude, if you've seen his announcement, he basically said, oh, you know, we've done all we can. That's it. It's like, didn't well, he just about- basically blame the ANA? That was just yeah, the, their fault. Yeah, but he's basically, yeah, he did. But he's basically said, that's it, we're done. So he's basically saying all these 10 and 12 year old little girls that are going to be taken and made into wives and raped. Sorry, we're done. Yeah. All these people that are going to be found that helped the American and English troops for 20 years. Sorry, we're done. You're going to die horrible deaths. All these women that are no longer, have literally got really educated and lived the Western life and now are going to have to literally stay at home unless a man will escort them. Yeah. Ooh, they're probably smarter than. Yeah, will be probably smarter. And he's basically saying sorry. And all of the animal shelters in Afghanistan, now all of the, all the rescuers are currently euthanizing all their dogs because the Taliban used them for target practice oh, and kicked the fuck out of them. So they are literally there sitting with thousands of dogs crying as they put down their babies because they know it's a pe- more peaceful death than being kicked the fuck and shot the fuck. Fuck. Yeah. So literally there's a guy right now that is trying to, all the young and healthy ones, he's trying to get create them all and get them across country as quickly as possible. But all the older ones and the sickly ones and whichever ones he can't fit into crates or get moved quick enough, he's putting them down and it's breaking him, but he's got to do it. And every other rescue is having to do it because they, they know what the Taliban will do. Yeah. They kill them. Well, I, I actually... I, and he knows he'll be killed by the Taliban if they find him, but he refuses to leave. Because he knows his staff will be killed and he doesn't want to leave him behind. So he's probably going to die. I was on uh, Twitter the other day, yesterday actually, and there was people complaining that the military dogs were being evacuated. Yeah. And it's like, well, the military dogs are soldiers, man. Yeah. The military dogs do a fucking job. Yeah. They cost, you know, not only are they a dog, which therefore I want nothing to happen to it, but these dogs are highly trained. They're there to do a job, yeah. You know, they can be put to other, you know, they're happy when they're doing that. That's what they yeah. do. They're just pulling everything out. Now. It's just, it's like a quick dash to get out as quickly yeah. as possible. And it's humiliating. I think it's, 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 it's a humiliation for the, the West. Yeah. Why are we, why are we on a freaking, why are we running? Why are we scared? I mean, just because it's not, it's not September the 11th yet. Yeah. Why can't we go and, do Biden something. sent 5,000 troops and they just sat at the airport helping people go. So, yeah, once we've got all 40,000 Americans out and we've helped the 85,000 Afghani refugees, which apparently could take up to five years, like the Taliban are going to let them live for five yeah, years. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah. If you were at that airport but if you've got 5, trying 000, to get out yeah. and you were just a normal Afghani civilian who'd never yeah. had anything to do with the Americans or the Brits, yeah. and we saw you at that airport. Yeah. If you've got 5,000 troops in Kabul, why don't you start pushing forwards? Yeah. Start pushing forwards. Take Retake the city. Yeah, retake the city. Start deploying more and more soldiers. Start asking the UN for assistance. Start asking other countries for you assistance and start pushing forwards. We could take the city with 5,000 men. Why, and that's just the American soldiers. That's not even the British soldiers. There's only 900 of them going out. Yeah. Why don't we push forwards? Why don't we get the civilians gone and then push forwards, take the city back and then deploy more men and keep moving forwards? Because we don't want to. We've given up. It'll be interesting what the UN has to say, actually, because you'd have thought they might have had a bit of an interest in this. You know what the funny thing is? I hate the I've UN. been told a few times the UN don't have an army. 
No, they don't. They have peacekeepers. Everyone comes together yeah. and like, okay, we're sending so many. Yeah. And the first Gulf War was a UN army. Yeah, yeah. Which I was like, oh, wow. are you suggesting they create a grand army of the UN? No, but they said that they don't have an army. They reference. said they said they don't have an army, and people told me before they don't have an army. But if you Google it, they have seventy-five thousand basically troops. Oh, just so every country sends a few, and it's all yeah. Like kept but they in literally a pot. have seventy-five thousand. They can just call up, so they do have an army. They're just not located in one place. Yeah, so they like, put your blue helmet on. Yeah. So just literally get on the phone and call 75,000 people and deploy them in Afghanistan. And when you think about it as well... If I'd put a frigging blue hat on if I was one of them. I'm not wearing a blue hat in the middle of a fucking combat zone. It's ridiculous. You'd be in the city, wouldn't you, first? I don't think the Taliban uh, respect the, U the UN blue helmets. No. But it wouldn't just be them, would it? No, 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 of course not. More and they do ditch the blue helmets when they're not in combat. When they're in combat. That's just for style. I hate them blue helmets. <laughs> Mind you, I'm not a fan of the UN. I didn't argue with the UN on Twitter once. The entire UN? Well, their Twitter representative. <laughs> you were like, fuck you, UN. And I UN was like, fuck you, Ben. They were like, hey, uh, it was like international something or other day. And I'm like, why are you, why are you pushing this when the world's shit? Isn't this yeah. your job to make things better, to get everyone on board? Yeah. And they're like, well, we think this is important. I'm like, do your damn jobs. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm proud of the fact that I had an argument with the UN on Twitter. <laughs> That's one of my claims yeah, to fame. Yeah, stop the Taliban. Dicks. You'd think they'd step in and do something. But as it is, I, I do feel for the people of Afghanistan. Yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, there's people who are 20 years old. They've never fucking known this. All of a sudden, they've got to learn how to be... Yeah. They're literally knocking do on the door and taking girls from age 12 to 45 and just saying, you're my wife now. Come with me. <laughs> it's just... It beggars belief. And yeah. I, I, I don't think you can you can go into these places and go and without... You can't fight a war with one hand tied behind your back. Yeah. We've got two tied behind our back. And you're like, I saw a picture. This doesn't make sense. I saw to me. a picture on like Friday, and Biden is just like, he's at Camp David or wherever it is, because he was on holiday. Who dare you call David Camp? <laughs> he's on holiday when all this has happened. But obviously, you can work from there, can't you? Yeah. It's like and a... he's in the room and he's watching all the video screens and it's got everything going on. And he's just fucking sat down. He just looks done. Like, he's just like, oh, shit. Yeah, he's just like, what the fuck? He's just, he's done. He's just, and his statement just proved that. He was just like, yeah, we're not doing this anymore. We're just done. We're just going to leave the people. And if they die, they die. And I'm like, how can you do that? You got them into this mess in the first place. Yeah. I mean, all right, the Taliban exactly wasn't a fucking great regime to live under. But if you hadn't come in and created all the conflict and tried to drive these fucking... I was saying that again, Afghanistan was a legitimate target. They were trained. Iraq wasn't a legitimate target. My thought process is, is you go in for 20 years, you fought, you got peace, relatively no fight. There's a little bit of like fighting back, but not that much. You then started to negotiate a peace deal, which Obama and Trump both did. Trump finished it. And you create peace. You start backing off. They start being aggressive and taking it. It's like, clearly they don't understand what peace is. Drone strike, drone strike, drone strike. Blow the fuck out of them. Take every base they have. Boots on the ground. Kill every single one of them. Because literally you've just, or as many as you can, because you've just tried to give them peace, tried to give them their space, and they attacked everyone. Yeah. yeah. So just go, okay, this clearly isn't working. Let's just wipe them out. <laughs> We try. We try the peaceful route. We've even offered them put like places in government. Yeah, yeah. And they've just like taken loads of children, obviously to be sex slaves. They've just murdered loads of people. They've just took that town. They're about to take that city. Seems like we should go on a killing spree ourselves. Wipe them all out. You just got to stomp them. 
yeah. until everyone who believes in that is dead. Yeah. It's the only way to win. You, know, so you can't many... win a war against an ideology because yeah. as long as there's one person alive with that thought process, you're never going to win. And then there's so many innocent people now just dying for nothing. Women, children. It's ridiculous. It, it, it's it's embarrassing, Dogs. quite frankly. Yeah. Um, I think the final thing we should touch up on is the reaction that, well, our country, because I don't know about America, the reaction our country seems to be having on us trying to save these people. Oh, God. Which has been, you know... A lot of people are... from what I Me and get, you, sorry to interrupt you, yeah. but me and you disagree a lot and I'll, for, for, on certain things. And I'll give you this. You may have won, won me over a little bit more because I honestly thought that there isn't as, as much hate in the world anymore. But the fact that so many people are willing to give up on these people just yeah, fucking yeah. infuriates Why aren't they fighting? I mean, we should send 50 battalions of fucking armchair generals to fight the, fight the Taliban yeah. because they seem to be fucking ace. Well, was that guy you told me to say? Oh, so said the, the, an MP, in, Tory a Tory MP, MP Sir Desmond Swain. I think that name just screams inbred, to be honest. <laughs> um, basically, he was like, oh, well, they're cowards. Yeah. And I, 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 I think the ANA should have put up a harder fight, but your average bloke in the street who's got no military training, yeah. if, the, if, if the Taliban rolled down this street right now and the British Army turned up, and like, right, guys, you're in. <laughs> right, we need to push these fuckers back. Yeah. We're recruiting all the able-bodied men. Yeah. Here's your rifle. This is the basics. Half of us would be dead. We'd be dead in five minutes. I mean, I wouldn't, maybe, but then again, you don't know. Who I knows? wouldn't either because you're a, you're a pretty big human shield. Yeah, using me as a human fucking shield. Well, Why aren't your abs deflecting bullets yet, <laughs> Mr. Personal Trainer? They do, but I'm not <laughs> wasting that. I have a perfectly good meat shield. In fact, I'd probably be in charge, so yeah. I'd be, just, I'd be sending... Well, I used to be a sergeant. They'd be yeah. sending, I'd be directing something. But I'd just be running around like that guy with a freaking sword. Just <laughs> like, Until you get shot down by an AK-47. Turn guy. around and be like, Ben, play some music. <laughs> just whip out a bagpipe. <laughs> I don't know I'm playing the fucking bagpipes. <laughs> if anyone in my platoon plays the bagpipes, I'm shooting them myself. <laughs> I'll just put on some like proper metal. Yeah. But anyway, um, the hate has, has been astonishing. And these are people who've got no military training themselves. Oh, I'd have thought. No, you wouldn't. You'd have lasted five fucking minutes. Yeah, but his attitude was like the guy, the Tory MP, his attitude was they're, they're running, they're fleeing, they're cowards. But my attitude would be like, okay, you're right then. So I'll give this four-year-old little girl an AK-47 that she can't lift and send her back to fight, yeah? Is that what yeah. you want? Is that what you want? Because that, that's who we're helping. We're helping the, the weak and the innocent first interpreters people that have helped us you know old people we're not we're not bringing out a home a bunch of shut the soldiers no <laughs> you know they're, they're probably still there fighting for their lives in certain areas because they know when when they lose they're going to have their heads chopped off yeah. so there's probably small groups everywhere getting shot to fuck hiding in little bunkers hoping they don't get caught today that's it and maybe trying to get out via land to another yeah. country yeah you know we're, we're helping women children Civilians, civilians, guides. But these, oh, well, these are men of fighting age. Why aren't they fighting? Because they don't know fucking how to. We're going to be helping families. It takes a long time to fucking teach people this stuff. Yeah. You know, if I was to pass Sean an SA-80 rifle now and said, there you go, that's yours, I'd you wouldn't kill, know. You wouldn't I'd kill you. everyone. <laughs> but you would, if you had a stoppage, are you going to clear it? Do you know? You don't know that. I'd work it out. Yeah, you would, but you know, while you're working that out, someone shot you. 
So my plan is <laughs> I'm going to shoot them. And then once that happens, I'm going to throw the gun at them. It's right. going to hit them in the head. Yeah. I'm going to kick them, yeah. take their gun, spin around, shoot right. the rest of the time. Oh, we'll just send you. Yeah. <laughs> shoot the rest of them. And then everyone's going to start cheering. And then I'm going to throw a grenade and it'll explode behind me. Because I'll be like, like that. You need the explosion behind Yeah, you. it'll explode behind You probably me. just killed the magical stuff though, yeah? I probably just killed half our troops because yeah. I wasn't looking. I just threw it behind me. I was like, yay! And then it's like, Pff. I was like, oh, shit. I'm going to look cool with this explosion behind yeah. me. Sean, you just took it half the platoon. Yeah. You're like, you know all those guys that were shouting yay? I'll be like, yeah. You'll be like, they'll be behind you. Yeah. Like, you killed all the Taliban, but you killed our entire squad. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. Oops. <laughs> Someone get him a chef's hat. <laughs> yeah. El <laughs> Chef! <laughs> Oh. At least you're not going to put a very small pair of black under black pants on and do an Arnie from Commando. <laughs> that was my concern. Yeah. It's going to start raining. I'm just going to scream like, no. Oh, platooning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Yeah. But you're going to be like, man, it's not a big deal. Pass me your gun. I'll fix it for you. <laughs> I'm like, ah. <laughs> so I'll give it a, just choose mine. Yeah. Mine's ready to go. <laughs> but yeah, the, the attitude some people have at the moment is ridiculous. Uh, it's, the choice is literally now they come here or they go to America or anyone else, every other country that's helping. They come here or they die. And you're saying, oh, I don't want well, to let them die. That's, that's the attitude of some people. Yeah. Let them die. You know, no, you, they're human beings. They bleed the same as us. They have the same yeah. dreams. As, we're all very similar as humans. We either think are individuals. We are not. Except for me. I'm super small. <laughs> I'm going to go and tell Arnie you said that. Yeah, you're like, ha, you think you're swole? <laughs> Come back in a thousand years. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's maddening and it's, it's so frustrating as well that some, basically some just vile racist dickheads are using this as a fucking excuse. Yeah. To just be I vile racist it's all, dickheads. It's all racist people. It's just some people are just very, it is going to be and racist it's, people. You know, it's it's racist it's, people and let's face it, some not so, very clever people. It's just, I'd say more so than racist people, it's selfish people. It is, yeah. there is an element of racism there, but I think a lot of people, I was having this conversation earlier with Sam and we agreed it's just a lot of selfish people. These are a lot of thick people. Yeah, it's just people that Who just, don't understand what's going yeah, on. Yeah, they don't want to help. They, they, they just want, they want the country to give them hands out, handouts. If you give handouts to someone else, how am I going to get my handout? That's what it comes down yeah, to. Yeah, I agree. For with a that. lot of people, it is. There is going to be racist. You are. I. I will agree with you. But I think a lot of people, it's just like, look after me. Don't look after them. My mind always drifts to this one interview I saw with this West Ham United fan, and he had his West Ham shirt on. They were like, "So, what do you think of immigration? Oh, it's too many. Um, too many. Um, but he's half his team is made up of foreigners. Yeah. So you don't mind that? Yeah, as long as it wins your games. You know, if Lionel Messi signed for West Ham, I'm pretty sure he'd fucking love it. Yeah, he would. Uh, you know, these people are just, they're, they're thick. And sadly, people are getting thicker. Yeah. Um, but these people that they're coming over. These people that, yeah, that's what it is. These people that are coming over are terrified. They might not speak the language, or at least their children might not speak the language. They've got to go to a, um, a new place to live. Their kids have got to try and join schools. They might yeah. not speak English. You know, that. They, they, they don't know when they're going to get their next meal. You know, they, they, they're terrified. And we've got people saying, oh, no, they don't. They shouldn't come here. So where do you want them to go? Because it's death or here. Yeah. You know, literally, if that story that Ben said that I sent him earlier is true, an interpreter got killed, chopped up, and his daughter, his 10-year-old daughter, got given as a gift. And I don't know what if you understand what that means, but that means she's going to get raped, yeah. essentially, and she's 10. So either we save these people... Or that stuff happens. So it's not really a choice, is it? No. 
It shouldn't and, be. And I'm pretty sure that if that was, you know, I think what, what's under, what's missing nowadays is not only also like compassion. empathy and compassion, it's yeah. the ability to put yourself in someone else's shoes. Well, when me and Tom were talking about it earlier, literally... Sam's one of the guys you train. Yeah. We, not that it matters, but he is Muslim, so he, he understands, like, all of the religious stuff, and he completely doesn't understand where the hell these guys are coming from. He thinks they're crazy. But, um, yeah... We were talking about it earlier, and I was just like, "What is people's mindsets? It's just crazy. No, how they how can they not have compassion? These people don't have a choice. No, that's it. they need to run or they die." And he was like, "You know, this is crazy. You're such a logical person, but even you're getting emotional about this." And I'm like, "I am because it's not just a couple of hundred people. This is thousands of people, tens of thousands. You know, never not that a hundred people or two hundred people is acceptable, but this is an entire country." that's now going to be in, in a ruthless dictatorship and at least nearly a hundred thousand people's lives are at risk imminently. Yeah. You know, between the Westerners that are there and the people that have helped us, it's a hundred thousand people that are imminently in danger. Yeah. yeah. It's, that's, it's, ter- that's terrifying. And you've got, what, what's the date today? The 18th of August when we record this. Yeah. It's less than a month. I'm going to try to release it within the next few days. Cause it's just, people need to know people need to, people need to be trying to do as much as they can to help. You know, hopefully it's looking like Telford's going to do things to help. Yeah, it's our hometown. Hopefully. Everyone needs to do their part to help these people. And then also, the governments need to step up to help the country because it won't end here. They don't want peace. Best case scenario, and it's only best for us, is they just torment their own country. Yeah. Worst case scenario is they come here, they attack here, they attack America. 9-11 happens every year essentially or even worse than that they ally with a bigger country oh pakistan and iran have been helping them out for ages china have already said they want to have good relations with them oh there you go because <laughs> the oil and the wealth yeah if they ally with china what's going to happen there tensions are already very high with china oh i don't know because the chinese are technically atheists aren't they the communists yeah so would they yeah of course they will because money talks Money uh, overtakes everything. The Taliban aren't, they're not even religious. They, they use that as, a, they, they hide behind it. It's, oh, yeah, there's a bunch of yeah. nasty, horrible, yeah. evil men. Yeah. Who were probably incels. Yeah. Islam and all that, it doesn't It doesn't teach that. It, you know, I, I was speaking to Sam about it earlier. It doesn't teach that. You're not allowed to kill. You're not allowed to harm. You know, he says... Everyone that's Muslim is a brother and sister. He said, essentially, they're killing their brothers and sisters. He said, that's not, that, that is not what Allah would want. Well, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Unless he does. <laughs> he wouldn't. Who are we to judge? The- yeah. Then again, it's all the same God anyway. <laughs> yeah, well, you're an atheist, so you wouldn't agree with, but. You, hey, Odin. From the, from the perspective of, of someone that would understand it, I completely agree with him. It is mad. And I yeah. think that's probably the best place to end the show is yeah, that these people just... aren't um, followers of Islam as, as the majority of no, uh, followers of Islam a, are. It's just a cult. It's a crazy it's a death cult. cult. Yeah. Um, but sadly, they have um, they've won. And we need to... whichever way you want to look at it, they've won. They they held they kept it going for twenty years, they and just, they won. They just waited us out. Yeah. So yeah, we just uh, need to help the Afghanistan uh, people as much as we can, and help help basically. In any way we can. That's it. You know, charity, uh, bringing them over here, whatever we can do. Absolutely. That's it, I think. Yeah. So yeah. thank you very much for listening on our little take of that. I've been Ben. 
the dungeon the flavor aid and uh, have some fucking compassion for god's sake yeah do your part whatever it may be even being just kind is is doing your part yeah just kindness and compassion uh listen to us on spotify anchor apple podcast youtube watch us on youtube you can see how swole we're getting uh that's it i think yeah yeah you're like yes i am getting swole indeed (laughs) bye bye bye